The Bible, a collection of 66 different books by around 40 different authors from many different backgrounds. There were kings and shepherds, soldiers, fishermen, doctors, poets and farmers. Some were young, some old, some rich, and some poor. And they wrote, each reflecting his own personality and style. From a wide variety of life circumstances. All the way from palace thrones and bedrooms. To the dungeons down in the palace basement. From seashores to mountaintops. And to the backsides of dry desert wastelands. In their books, the writers issued hundreds of specific future prophecies, all perfectly fulfilled or awaiting fulfillment. And they discuss every aspect of human life, hundreds of complicated and controversial topics. And yet, there is a unity and consistency of message in the Bible, from start to finish, that is nothing short of miraculous. Throughout history and today, millions of people around the globe call this book the Holy Bible, the very Word of God. It claims to be a self-revelation of the Supreme Being, the Creator Himself, stepping out of eternity into time and space to tell us and show us what He is like and to let us know His plan for our lives here on earth and in the hereafter. The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar is your chance to actually hear, discuss, and decide for yourself about this book, the Bible. Stay tuned, and at the very least, you'll hear the beauty, wisdom, romance, adventure, and intrigue of the world's greatest literature, the best-selling, most translated book of all history. But more importantly, God himself just might speak to your heart and change your life forever. Now, here's the host of The Bible Live, Sophie Dollar. Good evening, my friends. Thank you for joining us tonight for this very special edition of the Bible Live broadcast. You've heard people say, oh, I'm not afraid of the future. I'm not afraid of death because I've read the end of the book and we win. Well, we're reading the end of the book tonight. Stay with us this hour and hear these final chapters of the Bible, the final chapters of the final book, the book of Revelation. We are going to begin in chapter 18 tonight, finishing up that last book of the Bible tonight, and then in our next program, going right back to where baseball is first mentioned in the Bible, back to the beginning, talking about the book of Genesis in our next program, starting at the beginning again. And I hope that you'll just turn right around and keep going through the Scriptures with us. This is the one book that it doesn't matter. You can read through the Scriptures every year. You'll find new insights, new perspectives, new growth, new blessings every time you make it through the Scriptures. So I hope that you'll stay with us. Now, in the book of Revelation, I'll tell you a little bit more as we come to that reading tonight. Halloween week is a time with thinking about spiritual matters and the spiritual realities and ghosts and goblins. Well, we're going to tell you the truth about the spiritual realm, and we've seen that in the Scriptures, and particularly in the book of Revelation. Angels and demons and Satan and God himself, it describes to us spiritual reality. But right now, we're going to finish up as well our readings through the Psalms and the Proverbs, our wisdom and worship segment for the evening. And tonight we come to the second part of Proverbs 31, dedicated to a wife of noble character, the powerful woman of God and her influence and her family and other lives around her and in society. Right now, the Bible Live, the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is worth more than precious rubies. Her husband can trust her, and she will greatly enrich his life. She will not hinder him, but help him all her life. 
She finds wool and flax and busily spins it. She is like a merchant's ship. She brings her food from afar. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. She goes out to inspect a field and buys it. With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She is energetic and strong, a hard worker. She watches for bargains. Her lights burn late into the night. Her hands are busy spinning thread, her fingers twisting fiber. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. She has no fear of winter for her household because all of them have warm clothes. She quilts her own bedspreads. She dresses like royalty in gowns of finest cloth. Her husband is well known, for he sits in the council meeting with the other civic leaders. She makes belted linen garments and sashes to sell to the merchants. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs with no fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and kindness is the rule when she gives instructions. She carefully watches all that goes on in her household and does not have to bear the consequences of laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive, and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. End of reading, Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. Well, that was a very good description of my sweet wife, Suzanne, and I hope of the woman in your life as well, and your moms and grandmoms. Don't go away. We'll have our final reading from the book of the Revelation here on The Bible Life. Just a quick comment about that Proverbs 31. There's so much about that godly woman that is admirable. All of the talents and the way her gifts in terms of finances and watching the finances of the family and taking care of the details of the family. But uh, there's a couple of things that caught my attention that I liked a lot. She laughs without fear of the future. Deep, sincere laughter and joy. That to me is a wonderful thing. And that charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Beautiful passage. Let's go to the book of Revelation. As I mentioned, we have seen Jesus presented, the King of Kings. We have seen him write his letters to the seven churches. We've seen him exalted in heaven. We've seen the judgments of the seven seals, the judgments of the seven trumpets. Then we've seen the redemptive story in chapters 12 through 14. And now we've begun to see the seven plagues of the seven bowls, the final judgment. Babylon, the godless world system now, is being judged. That's where we pick up tonight in chapter 18, the judgment on Babylon, the godless world system, here on The Bible Life. Revelation 18.10 through 22.21. Revelation 18. They will stand at a distance, terrified by her great torment. They will cry out, how terrible, how terrible for Babylon, that great city. In one single moment, God's judgment came on her. The merchants of the world will weep and mourn for her, for there is no one left to buy their goods. She bought great quantities of gold, silver, jewels, pearls, fine linen, purple dye, silk, scarlet cloth, every kind of perfumed wood, ivory goods, objects made of expensive wood, bronze, iron, and marble. She also bought cinnamon, spice, incense, myrrh, frankincense, wine, olive oil, fine flour, wheat, cattle, sheep, horses, chariots, and slaves. 
Yes, she even traded in human lives. All the fancy things you loved so much are gone, they cry. The luxuries and splendor that you prized so much will never be yours again. They are gone forever. The merchants who became wealthy by selling her these things will stand at a distance, terrified by her great torment. They will weep and cry, How terrible! How terrible for that great city! She was so beautiful, like a woman clothed in finest purple and scarlet linens, decked out with gold and precious stones and pearls. And in one single moment, all the wealth of the city is gone. And all the shipowners and captains of the merchant ships and their crews will stand at a distance. They will weep as they watch the smoke ascend, and they will say, Where in all the world is there another city like this? And they will throw dust on their heads to show their great sorrow. And they will say, How terrible, how terrible for that great city! She made us all rich from her great wealth, and now in a single hour it is all gone. But you, O heaven, rejoice over her fate. And you also rejoice, O holy people of God and apostles and prophets. For at last God has judged her on your behalf. Then a mighty angel picked up a boulder as large as a great millstone. He threw it into the ocean and shouted, Babylon, the great city, will be thrown down as violently as I have thrown away this stone, and she will disappear forever. Never again will the sound of music be heard there. No more harps, songs, flutes, or trumpets. There will be no industry of any kind, and no more milling of grain. Her nights will be dark, without a single lamp. There will be no happy voices of brides and grooms. This will happen because her merchants, who were the greatest in the world, deceived the nations with her sorceries. In her streets, the blood of the prophets was spilled. She was the one who slaughtered God's people all over the world. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Revelation 19. After this, I heard the sound of a vast crowd in heaven shouting, Hallelujah! Salvation is from our God! Glory and power belong to Him alone! His judgments are just and true. He has punished the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her immorality, and He has avenged the murder of His servants. Again and again their voices rang, Hallelujah! The smoke from that city ascends forever and forever! Then the twenty-four elders and the four living beings fell down and worshipped God who was sitting on the throne. They cried out, Amen! Hallelujah! And from the throne came a voice that said, Praise our God, all His servants, from the least to the greatest, all who fear Him. Then I heard again what sounded like the shout of a huge crowd, or the roar of mighty ocean waves, or the crash of loud thunder. Hallelujah! For the Lord our God, the Almighty, reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and honor Him. For the time has come for the wedding feast of the Lamb, and His bride has prepared herself. She is permitted to wear the finest white linen. Fine linen represents the good deeds done by the people of God. And the angels said, Write this. Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. And he added, These are true words that come from God. Then I fell down at his feet to worship him. But he said, No, don't worship me, for I am a servant of God just like you and other brothers and sisters who testify of their faith in Jesus. Worship God, for the essence of prophecy is to give a clear witness for Jesus. Then I saw heaven opened, and a white horse was standing there. And the one sitting on the horse was named Faithful and True, for he judges fairly and then goes to war. 
His eyes were bright like flames of fire, and on his head were many crowns. A name was written on him, and only he knew what it meant. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his title was the Word of God. The armies of heaven, dressed in pure white linen, followed him on white horses. From his mouth came a sharp sword, and with it he struck down the nations. He ruled them with an iron rod, and he trod the winepress of the fierce wrath of Almighty God. On his robe and thigh was written this title, King of kings and Lord of lords. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, shouting to the vultures flying high in the sky, Come, gather together for the great banquet God has prepared. Come and eat the flesh of kings, captains, and strong warriors, of horses and their riders, and of all humanity, both free and slave, small and great. Then I saw the beast gathering the kings of the earth and their armies in order to fight against the one sitting on the horse and his army. And the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who did mighty miracles on behalf of the beast, miracles that deceived all who had accepted the mark of the beast and who worshipped his statue. Both the beast and his false prophet were thrown alive into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur. Their entire army was killed by the sharp sword that came out of the mouth of the one riding the white horse, and all the vultures of the sky gorged themselves on the dead bodies. Revelation 20 Then I saw an angel come down from heaven with the key to the bottomless pit and a heavy chain in his hand. He seized the dragon, that old serpent, the devil, Satan, and bound him in chains for a thousand years. The angel threw him into the bottomless pit, which he then shut and locked, so Satan could not deceive the nations any more until the thousand years were finished. Afterward, he would be released again for a little while. Then I saw thrones, and the people sitting on them had been given authority to judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their testimony about Jesus, for proclaiming the word of God. And I saw the souls of those who had not worshipped the beast or his statue, nor accepted his mark on their forehead or their hands. They came to life again, and they reigned with Christ for a thousand years. This is the first resurrection. The rest of the dead did not come back to life until the thousand years had ended. Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. For them the second death holds no power. But they will be priests of God and of Christ, and will reign with him for a thousand years. When the thousand years end, Satan will be let out of his prison. He will go out to deceive the nations from every corner of the earth, which are called Gog and Magog. He will gather them together for battle, a mighty host as numberless as sand along the shore. And I saw them as they went up on the broad plain of the earth and surrounded God's people and the beloved city. But fire from heaven came down on the attacking armies and consumed them. Then the devil who betrayed them was thrown into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur, joining the beast and the false prophet. There they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne, and I saw the one who was sitting on it. The earth and sky fled from his presence, but they found no place to hide. I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne. And the books were opened, including the book of life. And the dead were judged according to the things written in the books, according to what they had done. The sea gave up the dead in it, and death and the grave gave up the dead in them. 
they were all judged according to their deeds. And death and the grave were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And anyone whose name was not found recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. You're listening to the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Revelation 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, like a beautiful bride prepared for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne, saying, Look, the home of God is now among his people. He will live with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will remove all of their sorrows, and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. For the old world and its evils are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, Look, I am making all things new. And then he said to me, Write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And he also said, It is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To all who are thirsty, I will give the springs of the water of life without charge. All who are victorious will inherit all these blessings, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. But cowards who turn away from me, and unbelievers, and the corrupt, and murderers, and the immoral, and those who practice witchcraft, and idol worshippers, and all liars, their doom is in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur. This is the second death. Then one of the seven angels who held the seven bowls containing the seven last plagues came and said to me, Come with me, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. So he took me in spirit to a great high mountain, and he showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. It was filled with the glory of God, and sparkled like a precious gem, crystal clear like jasper. Its walls were broad and high, with twelve gates guarded by twelve angels, and the names of the twelve tribes of Israel were written on the gates. There were three gates on each side, east, north, south, and west. The wall of the city had twelve foundation stones, and on them were written the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. The angel who talked to me held in his hand a gold measuring stick to measure the city, its gates, and its wall. When he measured it, he found it was a square, as wide as it was long. In fact, it was in the form of a cube, for its length and width and height were each 1,400 miles. Then he measured the walls and found them to be 216 feet thick. The angel used a standard human measure. The wall was made of jasper and the city was pure gold, as clear as glass. The wall of the city was built on foundation stones inlaid with 12 gems. The first was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth carnelian, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysoprase, the eleventh jacinth, the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were made of pearls, each gate from a single pearl, and the main street was pure gold as clear as glass. No temple could be seen in the city, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. And the city has no need of sun or moon, for the glory of God illuminates the city, and the Lamb is its light. The nations of the earth will walk in its light, and the rulers of the world will come and bring their glory to it. Its gates never close at the end of day, because there is no night, 
and all the nations will bring their glory and honor into the city. Nothing evil will be allowed to enter. No one who practices shameful idolatry and dishonesty, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You're listening to the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Revelation 22. And the angel showed me a pure river with the water of life clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, coursing down the center of Main Street. On each side of the river grew a tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit with a fresh crop each month. The leaves were used for medicine to heal the nations. No longer will anything be cursed, for the throne of God and of the Lamb will be there, and His servants will worship Him. And they will see His face, and His name will be written on their foreheads. And there will be no night there, no need for lamps or sun, for the Lord God will shine on them, and they will reign forever and ever. Then the angel said to me, These words are trustworthy and true. The Lord God, who tells His prophets what the future holds, has sent His angel to tell you what will happen soon. Look, I am coming soon. Blessed are those who obey the prophecy written in this scroll. I, John, am the one who saw and heard all these things. And when I saw and heard these things, I fell down to worship the angel who showed them to me. But again he said, No, don't worship me. I am a servant of God, just like you and your brothers the prophets, as well as all who obey what is written in this scroll. Worship God! Then he instructed me, Do not seal up the prophetic words you have written, for the time is near. Let the one who is doing wrong continue to do wrong. The one who is vile continue to be vile. The one who is good continue to do good. And the one who is holy continue in holiness. See, I am coming soon, and my reward is with me, to repay all according to their deeds. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so they can enter through the gates of the city and eat the fruit from the tree of life. Outside the city are the dogs, the sorcerers, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idol worshippers, and all who love to live a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this message for the churches. I am both the source of David and the heir to his throne. I am the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, Come. Let each one who hears them say, Come. Let the thirsty ones come, anyone who wants to. Let them come and drink the water of life without charge. And I solemnly declare to everyone who hears the prophetic words of this book, If anyone adds anything to what is written here, God will add to that person the plagues described in this book. And if anyone removes any of the words of this prophetic book, God will remove that person's share in the tree of life and in the holy city that are described in this book. He who is the faithful witness to all these things says, Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. End of reading. Revelation 18.10 through 22.21 There's a peace I've come to know Though my heart and flesh may fail You're listening to The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. I can say it is well Jesus has overcome And the grave is overwhelmed 
Yes, indeed. That is what we are reading about now in the book of the Revelation, the risen, glorified, victorious, conquering, and soon-coming King, the Messiah himself, the Lord Jesus. These final four chapters of the book of the Revelation, the way things will end up. Now, remember, this is a vision John is having apocalyptic images and phrases that have meaning. As you understand more and more of the Hebrew scriptures, almost all of these images and all of these metaphors come from the Hebrew scriptures, the Old Testament. And so this is a vision not intended to be a step-by-step specific description of everything that will happen exactly like it's described. John sees some things that are beyond description, but all he has is words. All he has is the language of his time, the understanding of his times, to describe this amazing vision of the end of time. Human history is not going to go on and on and on like a wheel just eternally. God had an intention when he created the world and the human race on it. He had a purpose for that in that he is calling out a people for himself. And when that time is complete, when the 144,000, not a specific number, but a vision of perfection, 12 times 12 times 1,000, it's an image of perfection. When God has called out the people that he intends to call, there comes a time when judgment falls, when there is no more repentance, there is no more redemption. The curtain will be drawn. Time will be up. Remember that the intention of God is to call out a people who love him, who voluntarily choose to submit their lives to him, to trust him, to honor him, to acknowledge him, to worship him as their God. I will be their God. They will be my people. That is God's intention. So therefore, judgment is an absolute necessity. And it is an absolute certainty. Not every human being wants to do that. Many of you listening to this program tonight have not made that decision yet. You are ignoring God. You have other things on your mind. You're caught up in this world system. You have no desire. You have no interest in knowing God and walking with God. And so, therefore, heaven will not be for you. Those who do not choose to be with God and love God, they will be in a place called hell, separated from God in all goodness the state of those who do not choose God. The final chapters of the final book of the Bible. The book of Revelation ends with an urgent plea, Come, Lord Jesus. In a world of problems and persecution and evil and immorality all around us, Christ calls us, his people, to endure in our faith. Revelation is, above all, a book of hope. It shows that no matter what else happens here on earth, God is in control. And although we live in a world where good and evil coexist, a closed system governed by morally neutral, natural laws, we are promised that that state will not last forever. Evil will someday actually be destroyed. And it depicts the wonderful reward that is awaiting for those who believe in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord and love God and seek Him. I hope you are among the redeemed. Soapy Dollar, Soapy Reads from the New Living Translation by Kendall House Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America, and your prayers and financial support are needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to the Bible Live Post Office Box 18888. That's the Bible Live P.O. Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas. 78218. You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com. Now don't forget, join us each weekday for the Bible Live with Soapy Dollars. 
Start today, and in one year's time, we will read and respond together to the entire Bible. Let the most important word you hear each day be God's word.